You are listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. Hi, welcome to this inaugural episode of the Orange Blaze podcast. My name is Misty Little, and on the trail I go by Ridley. It is the Kemp's Ridley sea turtle, the smallest sea turtle and most endangered sea turtle of the world. I had a summer in 2000 when I was in college doing a internship tagging sea turtles along the Texas-Louisiana coast and kind of fell in love with Kemp's Ridley sea turtles at that time. And in another life, I would be a sea turtle biologist, but um, in this life, I'm not. So when we hit the Appalachian Trail in 2010, I chose Ridley as my trail name. My husband is Chris Little, and his trail name is Panther, and he, at the time of choosing his name, he had seen about five Florida Panthers, which is definitely not a common occurrence, um, and so that was pretty, uh, kind of a special name for him, and why he chose that name. So, a little bit more about me, and a little bit more about why I'm starting this podcast. So, from 2002 to 2010... Chris and I lived in Florida, on a, starting in the Space Coast in Melbourne, and then down in Fort Lauderdale and Miami for the rest of our time. And during that time, we started hiking and got really interested in plants and going swamp walking and looking at orchids and epiphytes and all of the really interesting, cool habitats that Florida has. And in 2010, well, in 2009, I hatched the idea to hike the Appalachian Trail after some friends of ours had come back from a huge road trip um, from Florida to Alaska, and um, that road trip kind of sparked my interest in doing something different, but my friend had given me a backpacker magazine that had a huge story on the Appalachian Trail, and I read through that, and plans were hatched. <laughs> so we took 2009 to prepare and save and and to go do the Appalachian Trail in 2010. We left March 13th from Springer Mountain and walked to Katahdin, uh, finished that on August 11th of 2010. And after that, we returned back to Texas, where we were from originally. Um, Florida was kind of expensive at that time, even though the housing bubble had burst by then, it was still expensive. And my family, my brother and sister-in-law were having kids and I kind of wanted to be closer back to them. So we came back to Texas for a couple of months, did some field work, built the savings account back, back up. And towards uh, the end of December, when our field work uh, job was done, we, my husband, Chris said, Hey, why don't we uh, go hike the Florida trail? It's, we're ending in the perfect time. This job, um, you know, good time to hike Florida is in the winter it's only going to be take about two months, and we'll be back in time for this other field job that's going to start in late spring. Well, so we had three or four weeks of preparation. We'd already had a through hike so recently it was in our head. We knew what to do. We put everything together, and we left um, Big Cypress National Preserve on January 8th of 2011. And we through hiked the Florida Trail, ending, I think it was March 3rd of 2011. So almost two months on the Florida Trail. So those are our two through hikes. And uh, we had a son in 2014, and he's now three and a half. And we, I would like to do a through hike, maybe a shorter trail in the next couple of years. Right now we're um, working on building, you know, some toddler trail legs up. We've done two overnight backpacking trips with him here on the Lone Star uh, hiking trail in Texas. And try to enjoy getting out and doing 
hiking and nature things, even though we're not in the through hiker realm at the moment. So when we hiked the Appalachian Trail, we encountered a couple of people who asked about the Florida Trail. And at that time, we had done a couple sections of the Florida Trail before we left Florida. And because we enjoyed Florida so much, we kind of thought the remarks were a little weird and off base and really didn't understand why people were saying some things. And then, of course, later after we hiked the Florida Trail itself, we were still kind of (laughs) not really sure why people criticized it. Yes, there were roadwalks. And yes, sometimes you encountered some water areas. And just like any other trail, there's frustrating moments and crazy things that happen. But honestly, we just didn't understand why the trail needed so much criticism from the hiking community. So beyond that, I, other than talking to people on social media and watching people hike from a distance, I've always wondered how else I could better support the Florida Trail. We're Florida Trail Association members. Um, I've written many blog posts about our hikes, but, you know, living in Texas, I can't go out and volunteer or do trail maintenance or anything like that. However, (laughs) a couple months ago, it came to me that, hey, you could start a podcast. Now, I also run a gardening podcast called the Garden Path Podcast, which I started in 2015. So why I didn't come up with this idea sooner, I'm not sure. But one thing that has very frustrated me, because I listen to a ton of podcasts as well, has been the lack of talk of other trails other than, you know, the big three. And, and honestly, even the CDT does not get the coverage that it probably deserves. Um, there's a ton of trail talk about at the Appalachian and Pacific Crest trails and the trail show. I do know that they do cover other trails um, when they can, but by and large, to me, all the podcasts out there are definitely slanted for these other trails, except for, you know, a couple others that are more geared for um, maybe beginner hikers or you know, a type of hiking, um, or gear set. And still the only Florida trail podcast I could find is the one episode that I was on the trail show talking about the Florida trail. in I think the February of 2014, they invited me on to talk about the trail. So I think the Florida trail needs some good love on the podcast scene, which is why I'm starting this podcast. I want to hear from through hikers, but I also want to talk to section hikers and day hikers, trail angels, trail maintainers and volunteers, Florida Trail Association, board members and employees, um, because the Florida Trail by and large is used by section hikers and day hikers, weekend warriors, and it is growing in popularity for through hiking over the last seven to eight years. But mostly the people who use it are the locals. It's not people hikers coming in from out of state to hike the trail, which it would be awesome if that was happening too. But the stories of the trail right now are from everyone else. It's also something that I feel is also lacking in some of these other trail conversation podcasts. There's definitely a bias towards through hikers, which, you know, on the Appalachian Trail and Pacific Crest Trail, that is probably the primary hikers. But, you know, the Appalachian Trail is so close to civilization that there is a ton of people who go out and use it as, you know, their their hiking trail in their backyard, too. And honestly, I'm not hearing those stories. So it'd be cool if I could, if, if those stories are being told. So this, this podcast episode isn't going to be a comprehensive how to hike the Florida Trail episode. It's just 
guide you, give some basic background if you're not familiar with the Florida Trail, some information about it. There are plenty of resources out there online, and I'm going to tell those to you here in a second where if you want to find out more about the Florida Trail and hiking it. So Florida Trail is about 1,300 miles long um, with about a 300-mile trail gap, and that means that there is interspersed throughout the trail about 300 miles of roadwalks or unprotected areas that aren't, the right-of-way isn't secure. So most recently, there was a huge timber company uh, and land was sold up in North Florida, which resulted in the trail having to be rerouted significantly and more roadwalks were, were added to that. And now um, the Florida Trail Association and the U.S. Forest Service, you know, are working to find out where they can place this trail um, so that there isn't a roadwalk. So typically most people start in the south in Big Cypress National Preserve. And officially a few years ago, they dedicated a southern terminus at the Oasis Visitor Center on US 41, also known as Tamiami Trail. It used to start, and I still think it technically, in my mind, it should start on Loop Road, but about eight miles south of there in Big Cypress National Preserve. And Loop Road, if you get the chance, as a through hiker or just a tourist going through Florida, is a wonderful road that is gravel. Um, definitely something you want to go in and <laughs> maybe high clearance vehicle sometimes because of potholes. But it is a fantastic slow drive through some very swampy remote areas of South Florida. And First, you're going to travel through the Miccosukee Reservation on one end. Then you'll find some sparse residences out there that are grandfathered in. And then it's nothing for miles. And that's the most spectacular part. Down there is a trailhead. And I highly suggest, you know, if you want to do something different, I, I think you should start down there. It's a pretty neat section. It's eight miles and it is, it's remote and it's, not, it's like nothing else out there on the Florida Trail. But if you start at Oasis, you've got about 30 miles of Big Cypress Swamp, and that's what you are probably hearing about when you're hearing about people talking about water. It is the Big Cypress National Preserve, and it does get wet, but it also does get bone dry. And the first time my husband and I hiked that section, we hiked it in, I believe, March, and we were hoping to find water in Cypress Domes, but we didn't find any water. There was no water to walk through. There was no water to drink except for a little puddle of mud <laughs> that an otter had slid into. And we tried to pump some water from there. It got us probably enough to get us out. And we cut our trip about a day shorter than we wanted to because we had no water. So know that going forward. <laughs> now you're going to travel up through the center part of the state through this trail. And then you're going to have options, a couple different hike your own adventure type things. Going around Lake Okeechobee, you're going to be able to go east or west. And frankly, I think you should go west. It's the best. It's least populated and there's a lot more wildlife and you're going to have a lot more scenic views. But if you want to go east, you're going to have more opportunities for town stops or food resupplies. It's going to be a little bit easy, easier logistically to go that way. But actually, in recent years, you kind of sometimes are forced to go one way or the other or to hop off and roadwalk because they have been walking, working on the dike. You're going to want to get a heads up on that in your planning process. Now, after that, you're going to meet back up on the north side of the lake, and then you're going to be able to walk up 
through the center part of the state again, and then you get another option, another choose-your-own-adventure. You can go east or west around Orlando. And by far, most people go east because it is a little bit shorter and there's less road walking. But the west side is pretty nice as well, from what I understand. We did not hike the west. We hiked the east. Um, but they are work- working on getting the roadwalks into the woods on that section as well. And both of those sections meet back up on the north side of Orlando in Ocala National Forest. And from there, you get to hike up to the panhandle of the state, and then you start heading west, which is also pretty awesome as well, because you're heading west, kind of paralleling I-10 in a way. And then you can choose to end at Fort Pickens, which is pretty much the official ending of the Florida Trail. But if you want to hike into Alabama or the Penhody Trail, connect up to the Appalachian Trail after that, then you would hike to the northern terminus at the Alabama border. So there's a couple different options for you. And the best time, as I've said, is going to be in the winter and the dry season. Less bugs. And if you want to do a December start or January start, of course, there's people starting in February as well. That would be the most ideal time. But of course, people do it, hike the trail in all different seasons. I don't recommend doing it in July or August. It's hot and you can easily get some heat stroke out there. And trust me, I, from experience from doing field work in South Florida in the middle of summer, trying to walk through the swamp, not even going very far, you get overheated very, very quickly. So that's the rundown about the Florida Trail. That's definitely not everything you need to know. Everything you need to know, you can get more information on what you should take, permits you need to get, maps, all of that good stuff from the Florida Trail Association's website. That would be floridatrail.org. And then Florida Hikes, Sandra Friend and John Keatley keep an amazing website. They've also written an amazing book, a Florida Trail Guide, as well as they have a Florida Trail app. Now, when we hiked, phones weren't very ubiquitous yet, or should I say, smartphones were not so ubiquitous yet. So we carried paper maps and frankly, I think they work perfectly fine. I know a lot of people rely on apps these days. So there is that option. Now, as for this podcast, it's going to be published once a month, one to two episodes released at a time. And you can find me at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com for show notes, information about me, resources, any of that kind of stuff. And you can find me on Instagram at Orange Blaze Podcast, where I will post updates when a new episode drops, as well as maybe every now and then um, photos from our hike or other hikes that I've done in Florida to maybe entice you guys to go out and see some of this awesome stuff. So why else am I doing this podcast? Well, I mentioned having encountered the negativity on the trail. Well, I also want to spread more interest, get more involvement, because not only does the Florida Trail need protection, but most of the rest of our national scenic trails need protection. I think that's not something that hikers really think about so much. They don't realize that only the Appalachian Trail and the Arizona National Scenic Trail are the only protected national scenic trails. Every single one of the other trails has roadwalks or unprotected trail. So if you're hiking this summer, consider that you may be hiking in on an unprotected trail that's very insecure that needs that needs protection. Now, the Florida Trail has seen an interest in through hikers in the last seven or eight years, as I mentioned. So from 1966, when the Florida Trail was founded till the end of 2011, when we through hiked, 
there were 142 end-to-enders, and that's based on what I could count from the Florida Trail Association's website. So from 2012 to 2018, there have been roughly 171. That's a pretty significant increase, you know, going from over, you know, 45 years, one set of numbers, and then doubling that in less than 10. That is pretty amazing. So there's a need, there's an interest, there are more people out there hiking on the trail. And with that, I think we need more people spreading the word, working on getting these trail protections and getting more interest in the trail. So with that, I'm going to leave this episode brief and I'm going to put all these links to resources in the show notes, as well as links to all of my trail write-ups for, for our hike, um, my podcast interview on the Florida Trail, uh, on the trail show, and all of the other resources for you to go hike the trail. Now, if you've hiked the trail or if you are any of the people that I've mentioned before, the section hikers, trail angels, volunteers, maintainers, anything like that, I want to talk to you. So email me at orangeblazepodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram. Definitely love to hear from you. Try to schedule an interview to have your story told to share that with the hiking community. So, or if you know someone you would like to hear from, please contact me as well. And I'll do my best to try to reach out to them and see if they would like to be on the show. And now that the Florida trail hiking season is winding down, maybe you are out there on one of the big three this summer and you're wanting to do something else afterward, I would definitely recommend trying the Florida trail next summer, next season. And with that, thank you for listening to this episode. And I can't wait to share everybody I have lined up who, who are going to share their experiences on the Florida trail and to get more interest and excitement and enthusiasm into this awesome, awesome trail that Florida has. All right. Happy hiking, friends.